Hello, hello, and welcome to the How to Adult Show podcast. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is your go-to guide for personal finance information every time you find yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? Each week, we bring you a new lesson to coach you through getting your financial life together so that you can create financial security, start building wealth, and design a life that you truly love. Thank you so much for spending some time with me here today. Now, let's get started on today's lesson. If you live and work and pay taxes in Canada, there are two very important tax-advantaged investing accounts that you should understand and that you should try your best to be using in order to save and build wealth for your future. And these accounts are called the RRSP and the TFSA. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you a quick overview of what each account is, what their similarities are, what their differences are, and which account you should be prioritizing from an income and tax perspective based on what stage of your life and your career and your earning potential you're currently in. The first account is called the RRSP, and this stands for Registered Retirement Savings Plan. Now, even though it says the word savings right in the name of the account, the first thing I want to get out of the way is that this is not a savings account. This is intended to be used as an investing account for your future and your future retirement. And the reason that this is, is because this is what's known as a tax advantaged account. And what this means is that when you invest the money in this account and your investments grow, you don't have to pay any tax on the amount of growth and the amount of earnings that you're making within that account. Now, the RRSP is also a tax-advantaged account because it offers what's called a tax deferral. And what this means is when you contribute to your RRSP, the money that you're contributing is counted by the CRA as what's known as pre-tax income. This means that the money that you contribute to your RRSP, you don't pay tax on, and this offers you a tax deferral. This lowers your taxable income for the year. So to give you a quick example of this, just using simple numbers, let's say you have an income of $100,000. You decide that you want to take $10,000 and contribute that money to your RRSP. Because you've contributed $10,000 of your pre-tax income, in the eyes of the CRA, you're allowed to reduce your income from $100,000 to $90,000, so you only pay tax on the $90,000. If you're traditionally employed and your employer takes care of your taxes for you, this means you're going to get a substantial tax refund at the end of the year when you file, or if, like me, you're self-employed, this significantly reduces the tax bill that you have to actually pay out when you do your taxes at the end of the financial year. The amount of money that you're allowed to contribute to your RRSP each year is based on your income reported in the previous year. So the maximum amount that you can contribute to your RRSP each year is a maximum of 18% of your previous year's income up to a certain amount. They do cap that amount at a certain level. I don't know exactly what it is right now because it changes every single year, I think. Currently, it's an income just below $200,000. If you haven't been filling up your RRSP account with that 18% of your previous year's income, which 
Let's be honest, most people haven't been doing that because saving 18% of your income for most people is currently a lot. So if you haven't been maxing out your contributions, the available room that you have left over in any given year rolls over. So if you haven't been contributing to your RRSP, but you've been working for five years, you probably have a significant amount of contribution space that's available within that account. If you have no idea how much contribution room you have available in that account, you can log into your My Account page on the CRA website and there's a little box that tells you exactly how much RRSP contribution room you have. And also when you file your taxes each year on your notice of assessment that you get back, it's gonna give you another little box where it tells you what your available contribution room is for the next year based on that year's income. Now, one of the important things to know about your RRSP is that the government has created this account to be a retirement account. They intend for you to use it to take care of yourself in the future, to fund your future retirement, and because of this, you're not supposed to take out money from your RRSP until you're in your retirement. If you take money out ahead of time, you're gonna pay full tax on the amount of money that you take out of the account, and you're also gonna lose that contribution room forever, which when it comes to building this account up slowly over time and having that money add up and compound over time, you're gonna be really crippling yourself by taking away the available contribution room that you should have in the account. There are a couple of instances where you are allowed to take money out of that account. I'm not gonna quote you exactly on the rules and regulations because they kind of shift a little bit and you wanna make sure you're doing it right. But if you wanna look these up, you can take money out of your IRSP under what's called the First Time Home Buyers Plan and the Lifelong Learners Plan. So the First Time Home Buyers Plan, you're allowed to take money out so that you can make a down payment, a deposit on the first home that you're buying up to a certain amount. There are strict repayment timelines that you need to follow. And the Lifelong Learners Plan is if you're intending to go back to school at some point in time during your life, you can take a withdrawal from your RRSP so that you can pay for your tuition costs. Again, there are repayment terms that you have to follow if you wanna use either of these plans. The next account that you need to understand is called the TFSA, and that stands for Tax-Free Savings Account. And just like the RRSP, even though it's called a tax-free savings account, this is not a savings account. Of course, you can use it as one, but you would be absolutely losing all of the benefits that the government has filled this account with to prepare yourself for your retirement. I don't know who is in charge of naming these accounts, but they really tried to like mess all of us up by calling them both savings accounts when we're really not supposed to use them as savings accounts. So like the RRSP, the TFSA is what's called a tax advantaged account. And again, just as a refresher, that means that when you save money in this account and you invest that money and that money in your investments grows over time, you don't have to pay tax on the growth that you're achieving from those investments, on the dividend payments you're getting, anything like that, that is all considered tax-free for the life of the account. Unlike the RRSP, the money that you contribute to the account is made with your after-tax dollars, meaning you've already paid tax on that money. And the exciting part about this account is that the money that you withdraw in retirement is not taxable income. So let's say you've contributed to your TFSA, you've grown that portfolio to a healthy amount, so you're able to comfortably draw a $40,000 salary from your TFSA in retirement. 
In the eyes of the CRA, even though you're withdrawing $40,000 from the TFSA, the CRA sees your income as being zero. Your TFSA contribution room is a set capped amount each year, and that amount is the same for everyone Canada-wide. This year, the contribution room is $6,500. This amount changes each year because in theory, it's supposed to keep up with inflation, but we can see if we look at the past history of the account that it hasn't actually really managed to do this, but that's the idea behind it. So this year the contribution room is $6,500, next year it'll probably be a little bit higher, and so on and so forth. And like the RRSP, if you haven't been contributing to your TFSA, you probably have contribution room built up. And that contribution room starts accruing from the day you turn 18. You can find how much contribution room you have available, again, on your CRA My Account page. That'll tell you exactly how much you have. But keep an eye on this yourself as well, because there are a few funny rules involving your TFSA and contribution room and withdrawals. And mainly what I mean by this is, unlike the RRSP, you are allowed to withdraw money from your TFSA at any point in time. But if you withdraw money, you can't put it back in again until the next calendar year. If you have a maxed out TFSA and you withdraw money, and then you decide you want to put it back in again in a few weeks, you're going to be taxed as having over contributed to your TFSA. You have to wait for the next calendar year before you want to put that money back in the account again. Also, I just have to say, before we move on from talking about TFSAs, while yes, you are allowed to withdraw money from your TFSA at any point in time, you really don't want to do that because this is a hugely powerful account for growing wealth to fund your retirement, to actually be able to be financially free one day, to be able to take care of yourself. And if you decide to use the tax advantage superpowers of the TFSA to buy yourself a house or to buy yourself a car or a vacation, you're really squandering the powers of this account and you're shooting yourself in the foot right at the beginning of the marathon towards retirement. So I know that was a lot of information on both accounts. What I'm going to do for you now is we're going to run through a quick comparison of the two accounts side by side so that you can get to know really in better detail what each account is and what it offers you. So the first point of comparison is contribution room. In your RRSP, your contribution room is based on your previous year's salary. You're allowed to contribute up to 18% of your previous year's salary up to a certain cap, which you're gonna wanna check out what that salary cap is each year. If you haven't been contributing to your RRSP or if you haven't been maxing out your contributions, which is totally normal, then your available contribution room builds up and rolls over from previous years. Now, in the case of the TFSA, your available contribution room is set by the government each year. This year, it's $6,500. You can look that up easily on any given calendar year. And just like the RRSP, if you haven't been contributing to your TFSA since you turned 18, the amount of contribution room that you have in there has built up and rolled over from previous years. The second point to compare is matching programs. Now, the really cool thing about RRSPs is that a lot of employers offer what's called an RRSP matching program. And this varies from employer to employer, but basically what this means is they say, if you contribute X percentage of your salary to your RRSP, we will match that percentage of your salary. And this is a massively powerful tool because this is literally 
free money and it is the only legitimate 100% immediate return on investment anyone's ever going to give you for the rest of your life. Like you will never find a return on investment like this. So if your employer offers an RRSP matching program, like drop everything, put down whatever you're doing and figure out how you can take advantage of this. Don't squander this opportunity, get the free money. Unfortunately, as far as I know, TFSAs don't offer any type of matching program. I mean, see, let me know in the comments if your employer has like a magical TFSA matching program, that would be fabulous. But as far as I know, that doesn't actually exist. So if you have an RRSP matching program, definitely prioritize that. Next up, let's compare how the taxes work in both accounts. So first off, both accounts are what's known as a tax sheltered account. Again, this means that any of the investment growth and dividend payments and anything like that that you receive within the account is not taxed over the course of the time that your money is sitting in that account. There are differences, however, in terms of how your contributions are taxed and how your withdrawals are taxed. So with the RRSP, the money that you contribute to the RRSP is what's known as pre-tax income. This means you haven't paid tax on it yet. And what this does is when you contribute it to your RRSP, it offers you a tax deferral from the government. On the other end of the RRSP, when it comes time to withdraw that money in retirement, you will be taxed on that money based on whatever the income tax bracket system is at the time. The TFSA, on the other hand, is funded by your post-tax income. So the money you put into your TFSA, you've already paid tax on it. The really cool thing about the TFSA is that when you withdraw that money in retirement, that income is not viewed as income in the eyes of the Canadian tax system, meaning you don't pay any tax on it, meaning you're still eligible for any old age benefits that the government might be offering you at that point in time. Next, let's talk about withdrawing from each account before retirement. So with the RRSP, you're really not supposed to withdraw money from that and they penalize you for doing so. And the way that they do this is if you withdraw money from this account before retirement, then you have to pay income tax on the full amount of money that you've withdrawn. You also lose the available contribution room in your RRSP when you withdraw money from it, which will really take you one step back for every two steps forward you've taken towards saving for your retirement. The TFSA, on the other hand, is much more flexible about its withdrawals. You're allowed to withdraw money basically at any time from your TFSA. The only caveat is that you have to wait until the next calendar year to put it back in again if your TFSA is maxed out. Otherwise, you risk over-contributing to your TFSA and you're going to have to pay a penalty on that. So to finish off, the main question that everybody has once we go through each of the accounts, once we understand the details is, okay, great, but I have a limited amount of money that I'm able to save each year, which account should I prioritize? And I wanna start out by saying, don't stress yourself out too much about this. There are tax strategies and tax implications that come from both accounts that are different, and these strategies can be used to minimize your tax burden over time. But the main thing to know is that if you're saving for your retirement and you're using these accounts, using even one of these accounts, and if you're investing the money, then you're doing something right. You're doing better than the majority of people, okay? So don't let yourself put off getting started on this for years because you're hung up on which account should I save and invest in. If you're saving and investing at all, like you're doing a really good job, you should be proud. 
That being said, I am going to walk you through the three most important points to consider if you're trying to figure out if you should prioritize your RRSP or your TFSA. And I also want to add a little caveat here that if you can hire an accountant or a financial advisor who can help you figure this out in a little bit more detail and help you create a proper tax strategy, especially if you're an individual who's earning a fairly high salary right now, then I highly recommend doing that. When it comes to deciding which account you should prioritize contributing to, the very first thing that you should consider is does your employer offer an RRSP matching program? If the answer is yes, then absolutely hands down prioritize contributing at least that match percentage to your RRSP because that again, like I said before, is free money. It is a hundred percent return on your investment right away. You should be doing that like first thing. Next, you should think about where you are in your career cycle. So if you're young, if you're just at the beginning of your career, then chances are you're not earning the highest salary yet. And you can expect to, you know, get raises, get promotions, job hop over the course of your life and slowly increase your salary so that at the end of your working years, you're earning significantly more than you are right now. If this is where you are right now, if you're just at the beginning of your working career, if you feel like your salary isn't as high as it's definitely going to be one day, then it's best to prioritize contributing to your TFSA. And I know people love numerical examples, so, you know, the math works out differently with different tax strategies and things like that. But if you have a salary somewhere between fifty dollars to $80,000, $90,000, then you should potentially consider prioritizing contributions to your, to your TFSA first and then contributing any remainder that you have to your RRSP. On the other side of the spectrum, and this is the third point you should consider, if you're currently earning a very high income, then you should consider prioritizing contributing to your RRSP. So if the income that you're earning today is very high and you expect to not need that level of income in retirement to live off of, then definitely prioritize contributing to your RRSP because the theory is that when you're in a lower tax bracket in retirement, you will net a larger tax savings if you take advantage of the tax deferral from your RRSP while you're at a high income tax bracket during your working years, and then you end up in a lower income tax bracket during your retirement years. So overall, you pay less tax to the government, which is a very nice thing. Like I said before though, those are just three basic points to consider in your financial plan. We can go into more detail with tons of other things and, and other factors that can play into this. But like I said, if you are even saving money into an RRSP or a TFSA and investing that money, then you're doing a good thing. Like you're not, you're not doing anything wrong. The ultimate contribution strategy that you want to work towards achieving eventually is to increase your income to a level where you can max out your contributions to your RRSP, take the tax deferral that you get from that RRSP contribution and use that to contribute to your TFSA and then top up your TFSA from there as you need to. And this is the best strategy from a tax perspective. It maxes out both accounts to the best of your ability. It is going to set you up really well for retirement as long as you're following good investing principles. And this isn't something that's going to be accessible to everybody right away or potentially even at any time in their lives. But this is what you want to work towards. You want to work towards a system where you can maximize your income, minimize your taxes, 
And then in retirement, also maximize your income and minimize your taxes, and this is gonna help you get there. So I gave you a really quick overview of the RRSP and TFSA accounts at the beginning of this episode. I do recommend, if this is new information to you, going and learning about these accounts in more detail because I gave you the very Coles Note version of these. So I've created full episodes walking you through each of these accounts in the past. I also have an episode walking you through the basics of the Canadian tax system, and I highly recommend going through, I will link them for you in the description, go through, watch those episodes and really start to get a good handle on how you can use these accounts to minimize your tax burden, maximize your income, and start to create a financially secure and financially free life. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the How to Adult Show podcast. Our goal is always to make your life just a little bit easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place on our website blog at www.howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. If you found today's lesson helpful, in addition to leaving a review, which I am immensely grateful for, you can also share this episode with a friend or family member. This is the best way to keep passing financial education on to other people and sharing the knowledge and the wealth, which is what we're all about. So hit subscribe, leave a review, and I'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.